Welcome to a bonus episode of the Encourage podcast. We love sharing new books with you. And today, Encourage community manager Becky Keefe talks with one of our favorite authors. Listen as they have a conversation that's sure to encourage your heart and learn more about a book we love. Encourage friends, it's Becky Keefe, um, community and editorial manager. And you guys know, you know, if you listen to this podcast, how much I love these conversations about books we love. Because not only do we get to introduce you to fabulous new books that you may or may not have thought were for you, but you also get to meet the the writers behind these books. And today I am bringing you a conversation with someone I just absolutely adore. It's Kathy Lip. Hello, Kathy Lip. Hey, Becky, my roommate, my my friend, my everything. It's so good to be with you. It's so good to be with you. Now, if you guys are wondering, Kathy and I are not like roommates in real life. Like we both have husbands, <laughs> yes. um, whom, whom we live with. But yes. at the last, at the last Encourage retreat, we did get to be roommates, and that was like the best. It thing was ever. the best thing ever. Yes, I was very afraid of my snoring. You know about that, and then I turned out not to snore, which you know, miracles abound. But it was, I, you know what? Once I got past my fear of snoring and keeping you up. It was the best experience ever. You were such a delightful roommate. Well, and and that fear was for not yes. because I heard not one nighttime peep and I am a, a light sleeper. So friends, don't let something like your fear of snoring hold you back. That's right. Go live heaven. your best life. Go live your best life. We can end the podcast right here. Right there. But we won't. We won't because, um, friends, Kathy Lip is a prolific writer. Um, so many, so many good things, Kathy, that you have written over the years. But I know that you are especially giddy about this book that I am holding in my hand. And I just want to say, if when I read the title, friends, you're like, eh, not for me. Mm-hmm. No, no, it is for you. And I think this conversation is going to help you see why. Kathy, your new book is called The Accidental Homesteader. Yes. What I've learned about chickens, compost, and creating home. Um, And it's all about your unplanned, (laughs) unexpected adventure into living in a beautiful red house on 33 acres in the middle of a forest <laughs> and really like changing your entire life um, and 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 what has happened since then. So I have so many questions for okay. you. Um, but like, why, why write a book about this experience? You know, actually, it was not my idea. Uh, I, we did take this unexpected journey and it was actually Harvest House who said, we want to know more. We want to know why you did this, what the ramifications have been, what you learned. And when I started writing the book, it was definitely like a home study book. And then I realized, well, no, it's actually kind of a marriage book. Well, actually, it's kind Mm -hmm. of a spiritual memoir. Actually, no, it's more like a, like about creating the home that you've always wanted. And it just, it, it turned into all these things I wasn't expecting. And I, I do have to say it's my favorite book I've ever written. I love that. And if I were to just describe it, I would say 
It's an inspirational book about what is possible when we dream. What is possible when we are open-handed to the Lord and say, what if life could look radically different in the future than it does right now? And about taking a leap of faith. And I find your stories um, so endearing and encouraging because even though I don't anticipate, um, you know, moving into the middle of the woods, although, you know, I love the mountains. I know, but also I did not anticipate when my kids were in elementary, junior high and high school that we would move to the mountains. So do not discount that possibility in your own life. So true. But I think that's like, it's, it's this invitation to like, whatever are like wild, what could we actually do this kind of dream? Like you give us, you give me as a, as a reader that, that excitement and that, uh, you know, like permission to imagine like what else could be possible. So, um, homesteader marriage book, uh, recipe book, like it's, it's all here. Yeah. And well, what's really interesting to me is this was a dream I didn't even know I had. Like mm. this, you yeah. know, if, if, you know, my dearest desire is to follow God's leading in my life. And mm. I, I may not live that out every single day, but when it comes down to my core, that's what it is. But I thought that that meant a life of like, sacrifice and drudgery. I mean, I really did. I thought, what do I have to give up? What do I, where am I going to have to go? And when God says, no, we can, we can marry delights of your heart with my desire. Mm-hmm. I mean, what, what an amazing God we have. And no, it's not always delightful. And it's not always easy and it's not always joy filled, but my goodness, when we cling to what God has for us, and say, I'm going to lead where you, I'm going to follow where you lead. He brings us to really unexpected places. Yes. Yes. And you share some of that in the introduction of the book, how this, you know, where you are today, it didn't, like you said, it didn't start with this, like, I dream of being a homesteader and loving chickens (laughs) and, you know, being attacked, you know, by bears <laughs> and having trees fall in my house. Like, you never that wasn't the dream. No. But you were like, wow, we really love like, you know, having a little mountain retreat, like for ourselves, for you and your husband Roger, who's all in this book. And then it turned into like, well, what if we what if we didn't just like borrow our friends retreat, you know, mountain house? But what if we had our own? Oh, and then what if like we had a space big enough to invite other people to? Because you are a gatherer of people and you are um, you know, an amazing, you know, teacher of writers. And then like, and I feel like that that's so often, like, isn't that how God works? Like he gives us like one piece of this dream puzzle. And then as we are ready, you know, maybe the vision grows bigger than what we initially imagined. Yeah. And you're right. It's a series of what ifs, what if, what if, what if it was, you know, just asking that question over and over and it hasn't stopped. You know, we, we are still continuing to ask what if up here, not just with um, where we live, but with our lives, you know, my husband and I are both firmly, well, I'm firmly in my fifties. He just turned 60 this year. And by the way, Becky, when we got married, he said, just so you know, I don't mow lawns. Like, that's the thing I will not do. I will not mow a lawn. He's got allergies and things like that. And I'm like, that's fine. You know, I can mow a lawn. We can. And 
now we have 33 acres. And I'm like, but you, you didn't want to mow a lot. He goes, it's different up here. It's just a different thing. And by the way, his, his allergies have miraculously gotten so much better living up here. Who knew in the middle of a forest, but it's just been, like you said, a series of what ifs that have led us to, uh, creating this new type of life that and a new adventure and i i think a lot of people start to think about shutting things down when they get into their 60s and i feel like we're just ramping up and what an exciting time what what an exciting way to you know bring people here talk about god because that's what we do a lot of here on the mountains teaching um christian writers you know, how to publish their work and do what they're doing, but also just long conversations over the table with friends who also love Jesus or maybe don't know Jesus and getting mm -hmm. to, to honor him in that way. It's, it's pretty cool. It's pretty cool. Oh, okay. Friends. So I can tell you firsthand, it's, amazingly cool because I had the privilege of coming to the Red House um, last year and it, it, it like makes me, it makes me laugh. Like when you tell that story about how Roger was like, I don't do lawns right. because now he is like cutting stairs into a side of a mountain right. and <laughs> like Plant, planting all, a 40 all, foot garden, 40, 40 by 16 foot garden. Like he's right. done most of that. It's, it's insane. Right. Yeah. It's, it's so interesting when you get into these different situations to see different sides of people. And that's really what mm -hmm. happens up here. You get to see a new side of people. Right. Well, and you said yourself like that you would never have described yourself as like an outdoorsy person. And you thought, you know, you couldn't even keep a salsa garden alive. Like you kind of had kind of had these little experiences in your past that you're like, disqualified, like, right. you know, I don't have the right body type to be outdoorsy. Yes. I don't have this. I don't have that. And yet you said a word earlier that I think is key. And that's the word adventure and changing, like Roger changed his mindset from like, oh, mowing the lawn was a chore, but homesteading is an adventure. Yes. So how else has like a shift in perspective impacted the way you are doing life in this season? It's, it's going to sound a little ridiculous, but I'm just, I'm going to tell you, like, one of the things that has happened recently is, uh, you know, when we lived, because we're from Silicon Valley. I mean, like, we're from the most non-landy, um, non-outdoorsy area, really. And, uh, you know, we were, we were out there, you know, I would cook, we would eat. That's what we did to stay alive. But now with, this garden and with the chickens and because we have now we currently have seven chickens and well, six chickens and a rooster. And, uh, with, I now like, I made a sandwich the other night where Becky, I baked the bread. I made the mozzarella. The tomatoes were from our garden. We made the pesto from the basil in our greenhouse. I, this was, a sandwich that was created on the mountain. And I cannot mm. tell you what unexplained joy that is because it's not just consuming food that tastes great. It's like we're involved in every aspect of the food. You know, when we have eggs in the morning, we can name the chickens that have laid those eggs. And 
it's just, it, it is opened up and I, this is not for everybody. I 100% get it. I still like to buy my Thai food from, you know, people who have been cooking it for generations. That's what I want. But to be involved in every aspect of it, to learn, I think what the adventure for me is learning what I'm capable of. When I was mm. growing up, yeah, there were a lot of things that my mom would say, oh, you have other gifts. Like I did not sew, I did not, um, you know, I wasn't sporty, those kind of things. And I would say I gave myself very limited parameters to live from a very young age. And mm -hmm. those parameters have been blown wide open because if I can chop wood, if I can build a fire, if I can hike out in you know, waist deep snow, I'm starting to understand there aren't a lot of things that I can't do. There are some things that are limited by age and talent, but I may not ever be proficient at something, but I can always get better. And that's, mm. you know, maybe it's a hobby that you always wanted to try, but you were told at a little, you know, a young age, oh, you're just not good at that. Or maybe there is a skill you've wanted to grow flowers, but yeah, your salsa garden died. I, I now have learned I'm smart enough, I can investigate, and I'm strong enough to kind of persevere. And I would not have said when I was in my 40s, 30s, 20s that I was a perseverer. And now I would say I mm -hmm. am. And that's a quality I really am proud of that I've said, okay, this may be hard, but I can keep learning, I can keep growing, and it doesn't matter my age. I, I am capable. And if I'm not capable, I'm going to ask people. I'm going to watch YouTube videos. I'm going to research and I'm going to figure out how to do something that I've always wanted to do because we only have one life. And if you've always wanted to make mozzarella cheese, you can make mozzarella cheese. And you're probably going to fail a couple of times at making mozzarella cheese, but then you're going to do it. And there's going to be this deep satisfaction that is really exciting. And it's kind of a high. Yeah. Oh, I just... I mean, friends, you can't see Kathy's face like I can, and it's just like lit up with joy. But I think we can hear it in your voice. Just this, just the joy yeah. of, like you said, thinking, living your life in, in this narrow kind of like hallway of like, I'm not, I'm not gifted. I'm not capable of like moving out of this very narrow lane to see like, wow, like I am capable of so much more. Um, than you ever thought possible. And I didn't know you, Kathy, in your 20s or 30s and 40s. But like, when I think of you, I would, you were absolutely a perseverer. You were absolutely resourceful. Like, that is so part of who you are now. I wouldn't have guessed that those were qualities that you had to develop, which just gives me a lot of hope for the areas of my own life where I'm like, wow, like, this feels like a struggle or I feel limited in this and I'm 41. And so I'm like, wow, like I want to be Kathy Lip when I'm, <laughs> you know, when I'm well into my fifties. Well, you know, Becky, I, as I say that, you know, I had to persevere in some areas. Like I was a single mom. I went through a really terrible divorce. I had yeah. kids who were on the spectrum. I had, they, uh, my persevering had to go to some really hard stuff. And mm -hmm. now uh, that my kids are grown and they're doing great and I'm married to the love of my life. 
you know, my persevering, I can, I guess I can kind of aim it at things that bring me joy when before it had to Mm. be things that brought me survival. And I know you're a perseverer. I know this because you talk very openly about your anxiety and I see the things that you do that you have to push through with, with knowing that you also have anxiety right next to you. And anxiety has never been something that I've truly struggled with, but you give me inspiration in the things that like I struggle through and I, you know, if Becky can do it, maybe there's hope for me. And so I think so many of us sisters in Christ, we may not be going through the exact same thing, but we are often um, against the same. We may not have the same um, things that, we struggle with, but we have a lot of the same, same things that we struggle against and we can, we can borrow that strength from each other. And, you know, it's great to be in a time of life where it's like, I can persevere in things that bring me joy. Yeah. Oh, that's beautiful. And I think that that's one thing that I think that readers will be delighted to find if you're already interested in homesteading or gardening or natural living or cooking, like you're going to just eat up Kathy's new book. But even if those things aren't your natural um, inclination or hobby, exactly what Kathy just said, like you're going to, uh, you, you'll get to borrow her joy and her strength and her perseverance and her desire to learn new things and see unexpected outcomes. And I think that's that's what we like to do here at Encourage, right? We share our stories, not because everyone else is going to have the exact same circumstances, but because our stories are windows into what God is doing um, in our lives. And that is something that we share um, as a commonality. So again, this is The Accidental Homesteader. Kathy, the subtitle is What I've Learned About Chickens, Compost, and creating home. I'd love you to add, what have you learned as an accidental homesteader about the Lord? Yeah. And your walk with him. Um, you know, we moved up here the week before COVID hit. And there were, you know, as we were all struggling on the planet Earth, it wasn't just in the United I mean, we were all struggling. And I don't know that I would call what my husband and I went through as deconstructing. I think there's a lot of um, things hung on that term that are not part of our, our story, but we really had to um, being so isolated, being away from, you know, an hour away from town, being, you know, a a 20 minute walk from our closest neighbors, um, we really dug down into who God is and understanding him um, more deeply and more fully in our lives. And I would say uh, that we learned how, how much God cares about not just our obedience, but also our joy. And mm. that obedience is the beginning of joy. But that God is fully invested in knowing that we are loved, that we are cared for, that um, we are not alone. And in the time where we felt the most alone, each of us, that God was deeply invested in showing us him 
and his paths to peace and joy up here on the mountain and no matter where we are. So I'm really grateful for um, some of the struggles we had initially um, with loneliness and isolation because it showed to us God more fully. And I'm really Mm. grateful for that in our lives. And it wasn't uh, a place of anguish and gnashing of teeth, but of really discovering a joy that we've never really felt before and never experienced Mm. before. And I'm really grateful. God is so kind. Right? He's just so kind to give us what we need, even when we don't have the words to ask for or even identify it ourselves. Yes. We didn't understand what we were missing. And no, God knew and was so generous beyond measure, beyond measure. Yeah. I mean, now can you even imagine yourself still in that 1400 square foot condo in Silicon Valley? I, I, no, I can't. I'm so grateful for our time there because that's where we raised our kids. That's where we did everything. But it is such a different chapter than we're in now. And I'm so excited for the future. And I don't know that I was really excited for the future there because I felt Mm -hmm. like our story looked like everybody else's story and our story has become so different. But I think each of us has that new chapter that we can be looking forward to that we may not even understand yet. Yeah. And for me, Kathy, I think that a lot of that goes to just um, a posture of expectancy Mm -hmm. when it comes to our walk with the Lord and this one precious life he's given us is to say like, God, like, I believe that your word is true, that you have good plans for us, things that are for our good. And good doesn't always mean easy, right? Like good doesn't equal easy or even, you know, pursuing that life of, of joy, but, um, that there's still so much hope and possibility and to say, God, like, I believe that, you know, all of my days matter, all of my seasons, all of my decades, right? Becky, I just found that expectancy. I just found out one of my friends, there is nothing that excites me more. And I'm just going to be honest than to see a woman who is in her forties, fifties, sixties, 70, doing a new thing. Like my friend Mm. who is a wildly successful real estate agent, like that is just, I mean, she is wildly successful and she just put, she and I haven't talked in a little while and she just posted on Facebook that she is going uh, back to school for her counseling degree. And I'm like, what, Wow. what, what? It's, it's so exciting to me where so many people are closing down to see so many women opening up and saying, God, you have a new thing for me. What is it? I am sitting here and I love what you said expectantly. I'm sitting here expectantly. God is so good. Yes. 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 Well, I'll just say this real quick because it's on my, it's on my mind, but you know, one of my favorite people is my, my neighbor across the street. Her name is Crystal. I, I, your love for Crystal makes me so happy. And uh, friends, Crystal is in her is in her 80s, and she's lived this like remarkable life, and she's been an unexpected gift and part of part of my family's story. But she was um, an engineer mm. uh, working for in in aerospace, and in her she's very she's very particular about not sharing ages. So, right. but at a, at <laughs> some point in her adult life, like after she'd had this very successful engineering career and like moving up into management, especially in a time where women weren't really working in that um, field or capacity, she decided to retire early because she was also an artist and she wanted to learn how to paint. And 
and watercolor. And she then went on to like study under these master artists and paint all over the world. And now I have two of her watercolors hanging in my house. That's amazing. And she did that like, like amazing. So when you said that, I'm like daring to believe that there is, that there is more and not for the sake of our own, you know, status, but like you said, because God cares about our joy and wants to reveal something more about himself Right. Well, and Becky, I just, you know, to be useful in the world, Mm. to be used by God, to bring people, people are attracted to us because they sense God's joy in us. That's what the attracted is, not, you know, the obedience. Yes. But the joy is what's going to say point, you know, people are going to point to it and say, what's that about? I need to understand that more deeply. And that's what I want to be. And I love what Crystal did. She says, what's my next chapter? It's not like your second or third. It's my 57th chapter. What does that look Mm -hmm. like? And for us as followers of Christ to say, and how will God use me? How will God use me Mm -hmm. is such an exciting question to ask. Yeah. How will God use me? Yes, friend. Let's all... Let's all ask that question today. And I think that you will continue to find um, inspiration and encouragement um, in Kathy's words through um, the accidental homesteader, what I've learned about chickens, compost, and creating home. It comes out August 29th. Is that right? Yes. It comes out August 29th. And so if you are listening to this podcast before then, I know that Kathy has some amazing pre-order gifts and I would just encourage you just open up your little Amazon app, you know, wherever you like to buy books, um, order the accidental homesteader. And then Kathy, tell us about what happens if they pre-order. Yeah. If you pre-order, we have this wonder, it's called the simple living guide. And it is a download that has DIY projects, recipes, all sorts of fun stuff. Uh, you will you will be able to get started. I always like to say this is all about creating a homesteader spirit, no matter where you call home. You know, like what can I do on my own? What can I DIY? And if you go to accidentalhomesteaderbook.com, you can get all that information. You just plug in your little order number and it will be delivered right to you. Oh, that's so fun. And I already know that I love the DIY and the recipes that you include in the book. Like I'm going to make your apple cake. Oh, so good. Am I, should I? Yes. It's the best okay. recipe. As soon as it's not like 107 right. degrees, then it. I'm going to turn on my oven and I'm going to make that. Yes. Um, and you've also inspired me. I might, I might make my own laundry detergent, Kathy. You, I'll tell you how it goes. You know what? I'm a little nervous. Roger loves that. That because it doesn't have a scent. You don't have to include a scent because he doesn't like a scent on his stuff, but it's actually really easy and it's really cheap. You'll love it. Okay. All right. Um, Kathy, I love you, my friend. And I just, I love, uh, I love the Red House. I love this adventure that you and Roger are on the Lord. And I'm expectant to see what's next for you and really what's next for all of us as we ask as we ask God, you know, what do you have for us in this season? Becky, thanks so much for this conversation. It's been amazing. The Encourage podcast is brought to you by Dayspring. For over 50 years, Dayspring has created quality cards, books, and gifts that help you live your faith. Find out more at dayspring.com.